You're listening to an Airwave Media Podcast. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Recorded in Chicago, Illinois, with your hosts, Ken, Matt, Neil, and Jeff, this is Triviality. Hello and welcome to Triviality, the show where we play the most dangerous game, Triviality. My name is Ken and I'm here in the studio with Jeff and Neil. How are you doing? You should throw it to Neil since he's currently eating some butternut yeah, Neil's squash eating soup. some hot soup in the studio. <laughs> doing, doing okay. Um, <laughs> eating some butternut squash soup that was an hour late on delivery. Nice and cold. Nice and From cold. From that soup restaurant chain, right? It was. It was. Uh, that it we was, all love. It was from Bill Sykes Soup. What does that mean? Well, I ordered it and I said, can I have some more? Because you don't get enough. You always have to ask if you can have some more. Ah, gotcha. Yeah. Jeff, how you doing? Pretty good. We got Matt out in LA enjoying the uh, the sun. Yep, for the 300th day straight. Yes, and it's uh, two degrees Celsius in Chicago right now, but uh, we're enjoying it regardless. Uh, we have a lot of special guests today, and we're very excited to get started. So first, I want to introduce Hannah Isabel Delfin. She lives just outside of LA as well, and welcome to the show. Hello, thanks for having me. Yeah, thank you for joining us. Um, what do you do? Tell us a little bit about yourself. Uh, yeah, so I'm a student at Cal State Fullerton. Uh, I'm an HCOM major. And other than that, I work for a um, risk management consulting company. Um, I've been working remote for them for the last year and a half, I think. And I kind of wear a bunch of different hats for them. I started out as an HR intern, and then they moved me to part time. And then uh, when COVID hit, they had me start producing their online classes, and I started also being an apprentice for their um, procedure writing group. So well, just like, a bunch of different stuff. Yeah, it sounds like you're a jack of all trades, or as we would say, because you have a Wonder Woman poster behind you of yourself, you're kind of a Wonder Woman. A Voltra, yeah, yeah, why not? Let's go with that. And uh, you said you wear a lot of hats, and... Uh, Somebody who's wearing a funny hat right now is our uh, special guest host today, Evan Bendixson. Yeah, I'm doing great. How are you? Good. Familiar face to the show, or I should say familiar voice to the show. But uh, any updates this time around? Uh, yeah, I'm uh, trying to think anything that's happened since the uh, last time I was on the show. Um, I think the biggest thing is uh, my wife and I moved. We used to live in Terrell, Texas, which was further east of Dallas than we live now, which is Mesquite, Texas. Mm. Uh, none of which means anything to you. It's my but, favorite uh, <laughs> flavor, Texas, though. I'm even closer to Dallas now. So okay. um, 
Is that, Texas big? I'm not familiar. Uh, <laughs> yes, to, to give you a frame of reference, uh, one time I took a road trip with my friends to uh, San Diego. And on our way back, the halfway point between like relatively central Texas and San Diego was El Paso, Texas. <laughs> so, yeah, the halfway point to part of Texas was in Texas after an 11-hour drive. So Texas is huge, as uh, certain it's people would huge. say. huge. Exactly. Well, we can't thank you guys enough for joining us today and also for your Patreon support. You're both Oakland Five supporters. Uh, thank you very much for that. And you know what? We're so appreciative. We're going to try out a new rules reading. So I want to invite you guys to have a seat real quick for this new rules reading. Chris Hansen here. Triviality Podcast is two rounds of 20 questions worth 10 points apiece. At halftime, there's a special swing round by this week's host. In the final round, players wager points they've earned for a chance to become the cream of the crop. Stand by, and I'll be watching. The cream of the crop. Nobody does it better. Neil, what do you think about that one? Well, first of all, is that a familiar uh, voice? I just want to say it was. It had nothing to do with me that he was here today. <laughs> So, that's all you I, were just bringing the beer and the condoms. Got nothing to do with you. Right? If it is a familiar voice, the only thing you can really say to that is, "Oops." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know why we have this rules reading, but you know what? We got it, so we're gonna make use of it. So uh, let's break off into teams. I think I'm gonna team up with Hannah today, and uh, due to her Wonder Woman uh, poster, I think we're gonna be the Wonder Women. I don't know if I'm included, but. Uh, well, hey, there's no better hero to be, so it's it's nice to emulate Wonder Woman. Okay. Um, and I think uh, since I'm uh, basically done with my butternut squash soup and Jeff was eyeing it uh, next to me, uh, Jeff, how about we be the butternut boys? All right. I'm in on that. All right. I'm in the soup. Name's all right. <laughs> all right. Uh, Matt's going to do uh, scorekeeping and color commentary. So, Evan, take it away whenever you're ready. So, this first round of questions is all kind of generally in the realm of entertainment. So you'll find out what I mean by that momentarily, I hope. Okay. So let's kick it off with question one. What modern video game company started off as a playing card company in 1889 when it was founded? Well, you can lock in. Okay, Hannah, do you have any idea on this one? I have a pretty good idea. No, no clue. All right. Well, uh, I'm thinking it's Nintendo. You said 1800s. So the, it's a Japanese company. There's a Japanese card game. I believe it's called Hanafuda. And I think that is what they made. So Nintendo. And uh, we are also locking in with Nintendo. Yeah, great job. Both teams getting points. It is Nintendo. I always forget nice. that it was a card game first. I wonder if I got that name right. I'm questioning myself. You could be inspired by your partner, Hannah, maybe. Maybe that's why. It could, it could be. I'm honored either way. Yeah, we should rename <laughs> the card game to, to just Hannah. All right, let's... Uh... Kick it off for question two. Uh, speaking of Nintendo, and in honor of my favorite video game series, in what year was the original Legend of Zelda game released in Japan? And I'll give it to you within three. I wrote down three numbers for Jeff, and he circled the first one. Do you have any ability to lock down on this one? I do not know. Okay. I'm thinking <laughs> probably late 80s or maybe mid to late 80s. I think we would be... Mm -hmm safe uh picking the year of my birth 87 if you want to do that sure yeah 87 is good okay we'll lock in with 87 
I think Jeff and I were on the same wavelength because this is your birthday month, so happy birthday officially. Oh, thank you. On the podcast. Thank um, you. But we, we also said, what year was Ken born? A lot of good things must have happened that year along with Ken. So we locked in with 1987 as well. Wow, fantastic job. Uh, both teams getting points. It was 1986. Mm-hmm. So no good things happened in 87. <laughs> <laughs> it's well, funny. I was playing it yesterday um, on an emulator, and it actually has the year it was made on the title screen when you boot it up. So With a little scene I just saw yesterday. Yeah. Does it say that the FBI is watching too, Matt, on your emulator? Yes. It, do- it doesn't have that uh, that very memorable Epona's uh, song, and uh, or no, it's uh, Zelda's lullaby on the opening screen. I think of Ocarina, and the and the Epona's uh, galloping. Hoof steps. It could be. Ocarina is the one I haven't played. Oh, it's great. Yeah, I know. Ocarina is actually my favorite one. I have Zelda's Lullaby tattooed on my arm even, so. Very nice. C nice. left, C up, C right. <laughs> yes. I had to look at my arm. Yes. <laughs> Nerds. Yep. All right. Well, on that note, let's go ahead to question three. All right. Sounds good. Uh, branching off into a different company. Miles Prower is a foxy video game character, better known by what nickname? I like it. Okay. Uh, Jeff and I will lock in. Okay. These guys seem pretty confident. Um, How about you? I have... There's something in my head that wants to come out, but it's not... It's a little shy, so it won't come out yet, but... Do you have any idea? (laughs) I I think Star Fox could be an option here, but I'm like 99% sure it's Tails from Sonic the Hedgehog. Yeah? Yeah. You can go with that. All right. We're going to say Tails from Sonic the Hedgehog. I didn't even think of tails. That's a that's a great answer. Um, we just we went with the I'm sure the uh, the red herring, the red herring, yeah, the foxy red herring. We went Star Fox. Yeah, only uh, one team getting points. It is tails from Sonic the Hedgehog. Hey. The uh, the joke being there that miles per hour is miles per hour, so right, he's yeah. fast. Looking forward to the Sonic sequel with uh, with tails in it too. Oh yeah, spoilers! Nice, like, nice little Easter egg at the end. It was a nice Easter egg. I like. I'm curious who they're going to get to voice it. I hope it is uh, uh, Jenny Slate who played uh, John Ralphio's sister oh, of Parks and Rec. And then it could be yeah. Could be that great. would be great. <laughs> it would be great. I'm going to have to apologize to Matt in advance for this one for having having to keep score on this question. Uh, I wrote it without knowing that someone else is going to have to score it, so I apologize for that. For two points apiece, name the four Ninja Turtles and their rodent martial arts master. For one bonus point apiece, name the color associated with each of the Ninja Turtles. Great. Okay, uh, Jeff and I can lock in over here. Yeah, we're good. <laughs> yeah, I was ask a... this question to thirty-five-year-old guys. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a. I was a big childhood. <laughs> yeah, I was a big Turtles fan. So I uh, I feel pretty confident here, Hannah. Do do uh, did you watch the turtles at all? Just a little bit when I was younger, so I have very minimal knowledge on this. Okay. I used to make really really terrible um, whatever the thing that goes over their eyes is um, out of like construction paper. Oh yeah, we all did that. <laughs> Even as an adult, I used to work in a factory, and I had like these like uh, four printing machines. So I mm-hmm. wrapped different color ribbon around each one of them, and I gave them names. So uh, those names were as follows. Uh, Orange for Michelangelo, red for Raphael, blue for Leonardo, um, 
purple for Donatello, and then uh, Master Splinter. Yeah, uh, we have the same, but we'll just say them uh, because we have George, John, Paul. Uh, no, I'm just kidding. We have uh, <laughs> orange for Michelangelo, red for Raphael, blue for Leonardo, purple for Donatello, and Master Splinter. All right, both teams getting full points. Those uh, were all correct, with my personal favorite being Donatello. Oh, me too. I was mm-hmm. a Leonardo guy. I like machines and blue, so. Ooh, I'm Michelangelo. You, you are such a Leonardo, and you're wearing blue right now. I always wear blue. <laughs> uh, Matt, you're probably a Bebop and Rocksteady, probably, I would think. Yeah. Yeah, 100%. Uh, or Casey the Jones. And Hannah, just for good measure, uh, favorite turtle? Michelangelo. She knows what's up. Yeah. <laughs> Party dude. Moving on to question five. What is the original name of the Monopoly Man? And does he have a monocle? I have a, I have a guess. <laughs> that we can question. In. Okay. Now, I recently shaved my beard off, and I had a Monopoly Man mustache for approximately uh, 30 hours. You should have kept it. Uh, I don't think so. You're uh, oh. you're not in enough of a hardcore <laughs> band. I'm I took, sorry. I took a couple pictures, but uh, just for an example, Ken's mustache. He either looked like the guy in the old cards who has his arms up in fisticuffs, yeah. or the the uh, sideshow guy who lifts a really heavy amount of weights. Yeah, but unfortunately, I can't fight or lift weights. <laughs> but the curl, but the curl of the mustache would make you think that I was I was strong. That that you can nail. Yeah. So what do you think on this one, Hannah? Um, you know, I like heard this not too long ago and i think it's something about money obviously so i'm gonna say penny, penny bags yeah penny bags i think rich I think that's rich the uncle one. penny bags i think yeah he's he's a, he's an uncle right all right we're gonna say rich uncle penny bags though he did say the original name so i'm like kind of wondering but that's the best we got uh, the, yeah that's the one we've heard it by rich uncle penny bags yeah that's what i have as well both teams getting points rich uncle penny bags Right. I, I was no help on that one. All I was thinking of was Jim Carrey from When Nature Calls going, there it's goes the, the Monopoly, Monopoly guy. <laughs> Do not pass go. Do not collect $200. <laughs> All right, let's go to question six. Who is the only character mentioned in the instructions of the original board game Clue who is not a playable character? We can lock in. Okay, quick lock in from these guys. Uh, I did not really grow up playing Clue. Um... You, have you ever played it? Never, ever played Clue, no. So here's here's my thought. Um, all the characters I think you can play as, except for the corpse that you're trying to solve the murder of, I think his yeah. name is the same as Jeff's nickname, Mr. Body. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. That's if he was a character on Sex and the City. Mr. Body. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so yeah, Mr. Body. So Jeff, uh, you knew this one pretty quickly. Yeah, well, it doesn't hurt that your uh, girlfriend Colleen just put on an excellent performance of this at uh, the local high school, uh, where she pretty much ran the whole production um, for the to play Clue, which was really good, and I enjoyed it a lot. Oh, thank you. We'll put it in the show notes. It's on YouTube now for everyone. Oh, nice. Yeah, yeah. So uh, you know, Angie and I watched. She watched both performances. The kids were really good. But anyways, um, it's Mr. Body, I think. Yeah, both teams getting points. It is Mr. Body. Now, has anybody ever played 13 Dead and Drive? Yes. I've tried to set it up before, but that I don't think I ever so got to play it. That game is so complicated. Yeah. What is that up? What it's is just it? another mystery game, oh. but it has like traps like Mousetrap, but it's it's impossible to get to <laughs> but, actually but play. But the thing is like Mousetrap, you set it up as you go, like you're yeah. building upon it. 13 Dead End Drive has like a 45 minute setup before you can play. And by then you're like, screw this. I don't yeah, want to I, d- I did not have the patience as a child. 
<laughs> nor do I have patience to wait for question seven. Mm. Good segue. Thanks, I'm well, trying. then I will uh, give it to you immediately. That's like, what question <laughs> seven. Sorry. No. <laughs> I just can't help myself. That's also what yeah. she said. All right, go ahead. I, I started saying that, and I was like, yeah, I'm, I'm not getting away with that one. <laughs> All right. In what month of the year were all of the first six Star Wars movies released in theaters? And when I say first six, what I specifically mean is episodes one, two, three, four, five, and six. Yeah. So when I was in college, uh, there was a kid who lived on another floor. And I remember he came over to our floor and everyone was like cheering him and like, oh, this guy's a big deal. And he's, you know, he's uh, an actor from the drama school who got into a movie and it was a movie about star wars and the title was the release date of the original star wars it was about kids who had waited in line uh to get into the movie and i remember him being um kind of mean and uh, full of himself and I, I don't think that movie actually came out for like another 10 years so you know it was probably because of his karma but um <laughs> i can't remember the name the of the force was not strong with that one if you feel strongly go for it uh, we'll go with your answer because I, I can't come up with the title of that movie so we're locked in Okay, so I am not old enough for the first uh, three Star Wars uh, that came out, so I don't really remember when they came out. Um, but where were you in 1999, Ken? I saw that movie in Florida on summer uh, in Florida on summer vacation. Okay, that's for sure. Episode one. So I think it was a summer release. Were they smart enough to release it in May for May the fourth? I don't know. But I would guess May or June. I say May. May? Okay. Mm -hmm. We'll say May. It's going to be May. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> um, I, I saw the third one, uh, Revenge of the Sith, uh, in a theater in London when I was living there at the Electric Theater, uh, which okay. is pretty exciting. So it, your answer actually makes sense, which is also May. So that's what we went with. Yeah. Both teams getting points. It is May. Nice. Rest in peace. Uh, David Prowse just passed away. Yeah. yeah. The, uh, the, the original Vader. Darth Vader. Wah, wah. <laughs> Yeah, so let's move right along to question eight. What is on the license plate on the DeLorean in Back to the Future? Neil and I can lock in. It's like out of time, maybe? Mm -hmm. Paul it's and like Oates. out of time or just in time or something like that. I think it's out of time. Back in Could it be time. back in time? I don't think it is. I like out of time. Back in time? That was the that was the Huey Lewis song like Jeff was singing. All right, that's your locked in answer? Out of time. Okay, we're going to go with outa time, O-U-T-A time. Well, since I'm a benevolent host, I'm going to use the power of love and give both teams Thank points you. on that, that one. Nice. <laughs> I actually had the license plate. Really? My uncle was a huge back to the future guy. No, no, but like a replica <laughs> yeah. one. And he had all three like full frame movie posters from the video store he worked at in the 80s. Mm. And so I had a, a plate of it, so... Still, I really think you should uh, change your vanity plate because right now your ass man plate is not uh, looking too good. <laughs> Very inappropriate, Jeff. So that's why everyone honks when I'm in your driver's seat or your passenger seat? <laughs> that's, that's not real, guys. Don't worry. Jeff's a good guy. <laughs> I was waiting for this parking spot the other day and this, the person started their car and just would not pull out of the spot. And I looked at the plate and it said sting. Well, he only he only pulls out when he wants to. It's <laughs> such an early two thousands joke that we just keep uh, keep using. All right, I think that's because none of us have matured past twelve. Yeah, years no, old. I don't think so. All right, go ahead, Evan. Whenever you're ready. 
Question nine. Ten Pixar movies have won Best Animated Feature at the Oscars. For two points apiece, name up to five of them. All right. Uh, Jeff and I went through some titles, and uh, Jeff will read them off. Um, yeah, we went with uh, Up, Toy Story 2, The Incredibles, Frozen, and Coco. Okay, and after a little conversation with Hannah, we are going to go with uh, Toy Story 3, Up, Inside Out, Toy Story 2, and Finding Nemo. Okay. Uh, by my count, I believe Team Butternut Boys is getting six points and Team Wonder Women is getting eight. So to list out all of the 10 movies that have won Best Animated Feature in order, they are Finding Nemo, The Incredibles, Ratatouille, Wally, Up, Toy Story 3, Brave, Inside Out, Coco, and Toy Story 4. Yeah, Toy Story 1 and 2 both came out before the category existed, I, I believe. I forgot there were four Toy Stories. Me too. <laughs> I thought 3 was the last Have one. You and I've seen the, them. You were so mad at Forky. You were like, doesn't exist. I, I've even seen them. What did you say, Matt? Have you guys seen the Ratatouille musical on TikTok that they're creating individually? <laughs> a bunch of different people Not making yet. songs. and It's very good. I it's a masterpiece. Yeah, like people have designed like the stage and they're like putting it together, just different people adding to it. It's wow. really cool. Crazy. Question number 10, obligatory sports question. I recently learned that the Chicago Cubs, which is my favorite baseball team, wasn't always called the Chicago Cubs. For five points apiece, name any two of the previous three names that the, that the Cubbies went by. I cannot remember this. I have no idea. So do you want to say the Blue Sox and the Red Stars just as a wild guess? Yeah, we can go with that. Okay. Uh, you know what? Um, I know the Bears used to be the Chicago. Well, they were the Staley's and they were the Cardinals and the Cardinals went to, I think, St. Louis and then to Arizona. But um, what if we just picked some of the teams that the, are the Cubs rivals and maybe they had that name like the Reds and the Cardinals? Sure. Okay. Yeah, so it uh, looks like no teams getting points on this one. Uh, they were the Chicago White Stockings from 1876 to 1889, the Chicago Colts from 1890 to 1897, and the Chicago Orphans from 1898 to 1902 for finally becoming the Cubbies in 1903. Names that strike fear into the opponents, the White Stockings and the Orphans. Well, their best pitcher had a uh, a curly red hairdo. So, and after the no. games, they would they would hold up their bowls and ask for a little bit more, <laughs> more points, please. I like how your uh, sir may have another was Dutch boy, <laughs> dipped into Dutch boy a little bit. All right, Matt, let's get a score update after round one. Okay, so after the first round, uh, butternut buddies or boys or whatever they are have eighty points, and the Wonder Women a little bit ahead with ninety two. Okay, Evan, uh, let's go ahead with the swing round. Yeah, so I've entitled this swing round... Wait, they didn't say that, did they? So the basic idea is that each one of these questions, um, I'm going to give you a multiple choice options from lyrics from a song, and you're going to have to tell me which one of the answers was not a lyric in the song in question. Mm, okay. All right, so... Question one, which one of these things is not one of the seven things from Seven Things by Miley Cyrus? You're mean, you're vain, 
You're insecure. You make me cry. Question two, which of these is not an age mentioned in the song Seven Years by Lucas Graham? 11, 20, 40, or 60? Question three, which of the following is not one of the women mentioned in the song Mambo Number no. 5 by Lou Bega? Sandra, Sarah, Erica, and Mary. I would just like it to be known that Angie and I listened to this last night. Oh, no. I don't even know why. <laughs> you make love to Mambo number five? No. I was like, just put on 90s hits. And of course, what comes up on Spotify? <laughs> okay, question number four. Which of the following is not one of the locations mentioned in the song Kokomo by the Beach Boys? Florida Keys, Aruba, Barbados, or Bahamas? Question five. Which is not one of the months mentioned in the song I Just Called to Say I Love You by Stevie Wonder? February, April, June, and July. Question six. Which is not one of the people that Madonna mentions in Vogue? Monroe, Grace Kelly, Louis Vuitton, and DiMaggio. Question seven. Which is not something that Billy Joel mentions in We Didn't Start the Fire? Jimmy Carter, Rockefeller, Communist Bloc, Marilyn Monroe. Question eight. Which is not one of my favorite things according to The Sound of Music? Crisp apple strudel, straw-colored horses, sleigh bells, and silver white winters. Question nine. Which is not one of the fish mentioned in Under the Sea in The Little Mermaid? Carp, ray, fluke, or catfish? And finally, question 10. Which is not one of the places mentioned by Johnny Cash in the song I've Been Everywhere? Proving that he in fact has not been everywhere. Austin, Reno, Little Rock, or Boston? Okay, we will discuss these and we'll be right back. Want to learn how you can make smarter decisions with your money? Well, I've got the podcast for you. I'm Sean Piles and I host NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. On our show, we help listeners like you make the most of your finances. I sit down with NerdWallet's team of nerds, personal finance experts in credit cards, banking, investing, and more. We answer your real-world money questions and break down the latest personal finance news. The Nerds will give you the clarity you need by cutting through the clutter and misinformation in today's world of personal finance. We don't promote get-rich-quick schemes or hype unrealistic side hustles. Instead, we offer practical knowledge that you can apply in your everyday life. You'll learn about strategies to help you build your wealth, invest wisely, shop for financial products, and plan for major life events. And you'll walk away with the confidence you need to ensure that your money is always working as hard as you are. So turn to the nerds to answer your real-world money questions and get insights that can help you make the smartest financial decisions for your life. Listen to NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast wherever you get your podcasts. 
Welcome to From Beneath the Hollywood Sign. If you love old movies, Hollywood history, or the golden age of filmmaking, you've come to the right place. This is the podcast that talks about amazing stories of Tinseltown from another era and fascinating conversations with writer-producer Steve Kubine and actress-writer Nan McNamara. One particular argument, he ended up dislocating Ava's jaw. <gasps> Ava, she was such a tough cookie. Rather than cry or scream or anything like that, she... Or call she, the police. Or call the police like she should have, <laughs> exactly. What does she do? She takes an ashtray and she knocks him over the head and knocks him unconscious. That's how she fought back. She didn't know what to do, so she called Louis B. Mayer. I think I've killed Howard Hughes. What do I do? Revisit a time when the pictures were still big and everyone was ready for their close-up. When you want Tyrone Power instead of Tom Hardy, Jennifer Jones instead of Jennifer Lawrence, or Robert Mitchum rather than Robert Pattinson, then From Beneath the Hollywood Sign is the gin joint for you. All right, during that break, we found out that Lou Bega is actually Jeff's number one streamed artist for 2020, <laughs> which is weird, but uh, we're back from the swing round. We have our answers. So let's just get the, uh, the songs uh, again, and we'll give our answers. Question one, which one of these is not one of the seven things from Seven Things by Miley Cyrus? Okay, between uh, mean, vain, insecure, and makes me cry. Uh, Hannah, we said? We said mean. All right. Uh, we thought maybe a red herring was uh, Carly Simon's vein, so we said vein. One team getting points. It is mean. Mm. Question two. Which of these is not an age mentioned in the song Seven Years by Lucas Graham? This song uh, really grinds my gears for some reason because it was on all the time. I don't know if this is correct because I tried to actively not listen to it, but we went to 40. Um, 11, 20, and 40 are like kind of formative years and then... 60, I don't think the guy who wrote it 60 years old, so we just said 60 as a guess. Yeah, it looks like Wonder Woman fell for the trap there. They He mentions 11, 20, and then skips ahead to 60, so 40 is the correct answer. Yeah, it's that's uh, once I was seven years old. Oh, okay. Oh, I didn't know it was that song. Yeah. Question three. Which of the following is not one of the women mentioned in the song Mambo Number no. 5 by Lou Bega? As Ken mentioned, though I only downloaded Spotify uh, six days ago. Just for this song. With 200 plays. Um, I know it's Sarah. So, Yeah, we too said Sarah. Yeah, both teams getting points. It is Sarah. Question four. Which of the following is not one of the locations mentioned in the song Kokomo by the Beach Boys? Yeah, though that there's uh, been no vacations for me uh, this year. Uh, Barbados. We went with Barbados as well. Yep, both teams getting points. It's Barbados. Which is not one of the months mentioned in the song I Just Called to Say I Love You by Stevie Wonder. So I was thinking that February was probably in there just because of Valentine's Day. I think I remember something about a rhyme with June and July. So we ended up with April. Yeah, I, I was in a very similar place uh, with Hannah. I know that he sings uh, something like uh, New Year's Day. So um, <laughs> I tried to rhyme everything based off of that. So we went April. Mm -hmm. Yeah, neither team getting points. The trick there is the correct answer is February. He does not mention February oh. in the song. Too cold. It's probably why Dang. he called to say I love you because he forgot to on Valentine's <laughs> Day. <laughs> now he's in the doghouse. All right. Question six. Which is not one of the people that Madonna mentions in Vogue? So we got a couple fashion icons and then uh, a baseball player. And uh, we think that's a mislead for Billy Joel. So we said Joe DiMaggio. I believe she 
she does say DiMaggio. Or now, now I'm questioning myself, but uh, I know she says Monroe for Maryland. Grace Kelly. I don't know if she says Louis Vuitton, so that's what we went with. But nobody's getting points. It is Louis Vuitton that she does not mention. Question seven, which is not something that Billy Joel says in We Didn't Start the Fire. Uh, we went with Rockefeller on this one. This was hard, though. Okay, so we knew Communist Block, and we knew the last one. So it's a toss-up for Jimmy Carter or Rockefeller for us. And then in Parks and Recreation, there's a scene where Ron's loudly playing his saxophone, and Leslie goes, Jimmy Carter was a guy. So we think it's Rockefeller, based totally on our TV knowledge and nothing else. Neither team getting points. Oh. It is Jimmy Carter ah. that he does not mention. Oh. No way. Oh, poor Jimmy Carter. It's a nice guy. Gets left out. <laughs> Question eight, which is not one of my favorite things according to The Sound of Music. Hannah? So I actually realize what Evan did here because I think the choice that he gave us is straw-colored ponies or something like that. Straw-colored horses. Straw-colored horses. So the lyric goes, cream-colored ponies, and then crisp apple, apple strudels, doorbells and sleigh bells, and schnitzel with noodles. And then she eventually goes into silver wet winter. So the answer is the second one, straw-colored horses. Yeah, Jeff and I, uh, we had a tag team named cream-colored ponies, uh, so we knew it was <laughs> straw-covered horses. Yeah, uh, both teams getting points. That was the trick that I tried to do there. So good job. And a shout out to my dad for coming up with that one. All I could come up with was crap colored horses. And he said that that wasn't nice enough. So <laughs> this is not one of my favorite things, to be honest. Question nine, which is not one of the fish mentioned in Under the Sea in The Little Mermaid? Yeah, this was a uh, cause for concern this time. Um, we eventually went with catfish, but honestly, all the fish were in play. Yeah, we didn't think uh, Neve Shulman was in The Little Mermaid, so we went catfish. <laughs> Both teams getting points. Ooh. It is catfish. Thank you for talking me out of that one, Hannah. Yeah. We just did that because we think catfish are freshwater. That was our <laughs> Yeah, that was really our only <laughs> argument. <laughs> I think carp are freshwater. I, I don't know. Yeah. All right. And finally, question 10. Which is not one of the places mentioned by Johnny Cash in the song, I've Been Everywhere. So we know Johnny Cash has been to Reno because he shot a man there just to watch him die. So we're thinking he probably <laughs> didn't want to return to Reno to get arrested. So we said Reno. Um, we think uh, Reno, Little Rock, Austin are all in the song, but we couldn't place Boston. I mean, Austin rhymes with Boston. So it could be either. Neither team getting points. It is Austin. Hmm. All right, so after the swing round, uh, Butternut Buds picked up 30 points, um, getting them to 110, and the Wonder Women picking up 25 points end up at 117. Yeah, and right before we get to the second round, just wanted to uh, remind everyone if you'd like to hang out with Evan and Hannah over at The Crop on Facebook or our new Discord server where they are both uh, pretty active over there as well, you can find the link to that in the show notes or also on Patreon if you're a Patreon subscriber. And speaking of Patreon, both of our contestants and uh, guests are... Uh, Patreon supporters. You can join them at patreon.com slash triviality podcast for some great perks like extra audio content. Round number two is entitled Back to School. <laughs> Sorry, Billy so, Madison. We know. <laughs> I know where you went. <laughs> Question one. Abraham Lincoln gave the Gettysburg Address in 1863, but what does four score and seven years ago add up to? We can lock in. Ooh. Okay, so we think a score is 20 years, um, so four score in seven years is 87. But how many fortnights is it? 
Uh, yeah, we two agree with your math. We said 87. 52 times 87 divided by two. Yeah, both teams getting points. It is 87 years because he is referencing 1776. Question two. Which amendment to the Constitution limits the number of terms of a president? Do, do you know? I don't. It was no, a I little bit. It was, it was just after Roosevelt. So I think it would be, it's got to be after the 21st Amendment. So I would say 23rd as a guess. Okay. 23rd works. I had the same thought. Uh, I was telling Jeff that, you know, Prohibition, um, 21st Amendment, alcohol. Repeals it, yep. And that was what, the late 20s? That was the, the early 30s. Right after the Roaring 20s. So uh, Roosevelt, President. Uh, yeah, and this would have happened during the Eisenhower administration in the mid-50s. Okay, so are you thinking like 24, 5, or 6 maybe? 25 was the first thing that popped into mind for some reason. Okay, um, I'm good with that. We will lock in 25th Amendment. And we had 23rd. Neither team getting points. It is the 22nd Amendment. Ooh. So everyone uh, got back to drinking, and then let's not make sure, let's make sure the president doesn't stay in office. Yeah, our logic was sound, but uh, couldn't lock in the guess properly. Yeah. Question number three. Speaking of the 22nd Amendment, based on the verbiage of it, what is the longest someone could serve as president to the nearest year? We'll lock in. So I wonder if a vice president could take over for that president and then for a dead president and then run twice more. Yeah. So it's probably something like a president can't win more than two elections or something. So right. I guess that would make 12 be the maximum. All right. So that's what we're, we'll say, 12. Oh, I see. What, I, I see what you're saying. You're saying that if the president dies, the vice president takes over his term plus his own eight terms or eight eight years. Yeah. Okay. Um, I I think you're on to something, but I think the math is a little different. I think they're not allowed to exceed half of the original first term, so I believe it's ten. Butternut Buddy's getting points. It is ten. Good job, it specifically Jeff. says that if when the vice president takes over, or rather, excuse me, when the person assumes the presidency. If they have more than two years of a term left, they can only run for one more term. Mm. So mm -hmm. if they have just less than two years, they could run for two more terms, bringing the total up to just about 10 years. All right. <laughs> Question number four. Is the number zero even, odd, or neither? Okay, we're going to lock in. <laughs> <laughs> so Jeff just pointed at Evan's name. <laughs> So they're locking it with even. I, <laughs> I think it's neither. What do you think, Hannah? That's what I was thinking. I think it's neither. Okay. We'll say neither. And just to clarify, uh, Butternut Buddies, y'all locked in with even? That is correct. They locked in with Evan. <laughs> <laughs> well, that is close enough. I'm going to give it to him. It is even. Mm -hmm. And even number is specifically defined as a multiple of two, and zero times two is zero. It is a multiple of two, I so it is even. math <laughs> in all its forms. Speaking of TikTok, and maybe Hannah knows this uh, if, if you're on TikTok as well, but one of my favorite new accounts is a guy who gets called out by people to see how tall they are, and he only uses math from the pictures that they take. Hmm. Have yeah, you... I just found that account this morning, and I've been obsessed. I'm not good at math, so I'm I will watch anyone who's actually really good at it. Me too. So basically, someone will say, "How tall am I?" and he'll go, "Well, the circumference of your McDonald's cup means your hands are yep. this long, and your chest is this long compared to the table I saw that you have from IKEA." And then he does the math and oh figures it out. Yeah, 
<laughs> That's basically how forensics works. Well, if you need to know anything about me personally, uh, the entertainment round, we got almost all of them right in this round so far. <laughs> not so good. And this one's about numbers. So that's me to a T. Let's uh, turn it around with question five. Yeah. Let's hope you have more luck on this one, Ken. Thank you. Question five is a Google, as in the number, is defined as a one followed by how many zeros? For two bonus points, spell it. Okay. In spite of losing the spelling bee to fuselage, I was able to spell Google correctly, and Jeff gave me the number, so we're locked in. Okay. Um, Hannah, I think it's 100 zeros. Okay. Does that yeah, sound right? Yeah, this question made no sense to me, so okay. I, I have nothing. I don't know the spelling, <laughs> but I can try, and I think it might be G-E-O-G-O-L. All right. Uh, I spelled Google G-O-O-G-O-L. Jeff agreed. And Jeff, the number? Um, yeah, we said it's uh, 10 raised to the 100th power, so that would mean it has 100 zeros. So a Google is a one followed by 100 zeros and is spelled G-O-O-G-O-L. So Butternut Buddies getting 10 points and the bonus two, and Wonder Woman picking up the 10 points as well. Okay. At least it's something. Uh, after five questions, do you have our scores, Matt? Yep, so after five questions in round two, the Butternut Boys are up to 152, and the Wonder Women, 137, so within range. Not feeling so wonderful right now. We just, no. we just lost the lead. I think, uh, I think you... Up those invisible jets, and you guys will be fine. So I think you're a very strong team, and I think moving forward for the last five questions in the final round, my advice to you is to think big and shine bright, because I think you will succeed if you do that. <laughs> You know, Wonder Woman has the lasso of truth, but I have the lasso of strangulation, which is just a rope. <laughs> All right. Question number six. What is the difference between velocity and speed? We can lock in. You should just make me answer it, and then, and then we'll see if we get the answer right, because it's not going to be right. All I know is that velocity, I think, is the rate of change. That's acceleration, isn't it? I have no idea. I'm, That's all I can I think of. I wonder if velocity is the rate of change. Okay, Evan, uh, we're not feeling great about this, but um, we think that maybe speed uh, takes into account relation with your surroundings and velocity is total rate of, of distance change. So I locked in for our team. Neil, you don't know this, right? I'm not even here anymore. Okay, if I told you, <laughs> if I told you I was looking for a band name and I said Nile and One, One Direction. Direction is the difference between speed and velocity, or speed. Yeah, so you have to have a yeah. vector quality. Mm -hmm. Yeah, uh, speed is a scalar quantity, while velocity is a vector quantity. But in layman's terms, it means velocity includes the direction. We we're almost there, but in a really stupid way. <laughs> I love Jeff gets me with a boy band question. I knew immediately. Question seven. Since everybody loves physics so much, let's get another physics question, right? Okay. As we all know, velocity is the derivative of position with respect to time. In addition, acceleration is the derivative of velocity with respect to time. What is the derivative of acceleration with respect to time? I wonder if Steve Martin used this as inspiration. I think I actually get the clue. That's exciting. Um, oh, uh, I got it. We can lock in. Does that make sense? Yeah. With yeah. Steve Martin? Yeah. yeah. 
Okay. So we need the rate of acceleration against time. And there's a mm -hmm. Steve Martin clue. Steve Martin is the jerk. What else is, what is, else is Steve Martin known for? I don't know. All I can think of is cheaper by the dozen. <laughs> With Tom Welling from TV Smallville. Yeah, Superman. Wait, he was in that? <laughs> yeah, he was the older brother. Yeah. yeah. Holy cow. I think maybe jerk. I haven't heard that as a scientific term, but it could be right. There's a lot of weird stuff. <laughs> we'll say jerk. Uh, so just for a little background on our team over here, the Butternut Boys, uh, I wrote Bowfinger, which is very incorrect, <laughs> but it sounded like it could be scientific, uh, but Jeff wrote down the right answer, which was jerk. Oh, thank God. That is correct. Both teams getting points. It is jerk. Excellent. You know, what's funny about that is we've had something tangentially related to it at some point in trivia and I got it wrong and you yeah. guessed jerk and I don't no, know not how. me. It I, wasn't me. It was someone. Someone did. One of us. I remember that. Yeah. Yeah, and so I thought it was you. I'm sorry. That's Maybe fine. it was Matt. Maybe that's why Matt was like, ooh. Yeah, probably. I'm an expert in jerks. <laughs> that doesn't sound good either. Matt knows no. all kinds of jerks. <laughs> this is the color right. commentary I provide. We can move on. Question eight. <laughs> all right. Question eight in computer science. Put these terms in order based on the number of binary digits that they have. And for two bonus points apiece, how many binary digits does each term have? So your three terms that you have to put in order are nibble, bite, and bit. I think these are on the menu of the Sybaris. <laughs> <laughs> the only reason I said that is Colleen and I were driving around the other day and there's the Sybaris was packed with people. I'm like, come on, it's COVID era. What are you Where doing? Where is there even a Sybaris? I don't know. You know. <laughs> you know where it is. Me and Jeff have sat under the waterfall before. <laughs> is Sybaris national or is that a That's local? also a euphemism. If, I don't know if it's Do national. you guys know what the Sybaris is? No? Absolutely no, no idea. Nope. Oh, it's regional. Oh, it is regional. Well, it's like a sexy hotel. <laughs> yeah, it's like a, a, a romance getaway for a night. <laughs> Located next to the lover's lane. Always. Yes. Go hand in hand. Uh, this is all this this is up to you Jeff. I I am lost. Okay. Um we think it's a nibble, a bite and then a bit being the largest. Hannah, any idea here? This is not my forte. I just Yeah, I just wrote them down in a random order if you want to go with that. I have some perception. I wrote nibble, bit, bite going upwards and I think it might be 110, 100. Something like that, but I, I I'm really not sure. I just had it switched where it it went bit nibble and bite. Yeah, we could we could try that. Okay. And we'll stick with one ten one hundred. That's uh, our strategy when Neil and I have foreplay. <laughs> <laughs> How's that working Dangerous. out for you? So to clarify, Wonder Women locked in with bit nibble and bite and said that those were one ten and one hundred binary yes. digits. Yes. Butternut. Buddies, <laughs> did y'all want to take a guess at how many binary digits each one was? Um, I always thought a bit was eight, so that would make it. I don't. I don't even know. I. I don't know. I can't do the math. So you're guessing eight for bit? Yeah. Okay, so Wonder Woman said bit, nibble, and bite, and one ten and one hundred, 
and Butternut Buddy said nibble, bite, and bit, and ate for bit. Is that correct? Yes. All right. So Butternut Buddies will be getting no points, and Wonder Women will be getting 12 points, I believe. The correct order was bit, which is one binary digit, then nibble, which is four, and then bite, which is eight. Wonderful. Yay. So we're, we're crawling ahead a little bit here. Yeah, great answer there, by the way, Hannah. Complete guess on my part. It just sounded nice to it me worked that out. way. <laughs> yep. Sometimes that's all you need. You just need a little bit of logic, you know? Mm-hmm. So question nine in the category of anatomy, which comes to you from my beautiful wife, Erin, who is a nursing major in college. When triaging an unresponsive patient, what does the acronym CAB or C-A-B stand for okay we'll, we'll lock in all right i thought triage was what you give your prom dates uh when you take take them but, uh, <laughs> yeah I, I'm, I'm really not sure on this one uh maybe the c is consciousness i i thought that a would be something about airwaves airwaves and yeah. i have nothing yeah i have nothing and else for b C&B. i thought was breathing breath so let's say yeah. consciousness, airways, and breath. Okay. Okay. Um, we we had, um, I don't even know how to describe this. C was like check for, um, I don't know, if they're paying attention. I don't even know how to describe that, but check for... Um, vitals. Not vitals. I can't think of the word. Yeah. I mean... You con- know what I'm talking you, about. Yeah. Consciousness. Like, sure. Yeah, yeah. So, so consciousness so, also. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Basically like, are you awake? And then they don't move. And you're like, okay, move to A. <laughs> Okay, that's C. Uh, so C, and then A, uh, we just put adjust head. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you did not get this right. What's B, quickly? B- breathe. Breathe, yeah. okay. Yeah. So no points. It is <laughs> shocking. <laughs> uh, A is airway, and B is breathing, but C is circulation. Oh. Mm. Thank you for that anatomy question. I will be sending Jeff an anatomy picture round later on. But that's our business. <laughs> and I'm sure he will check it for circulation and airway and breathing. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> He's going to use context clues to figure out the size using math. <laughs> that's 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 a dark web TikTok right there. Oh, man. <laughs> All right. Finally, question 10. It was the best of times, it was the worst of times, is the opening line to what novel? We can lock in over here. It was the blurst of times. <laughs> it was the blurst of times. Um, is stupid that monkeys. Tale of Two Cities? I, I believe so. Yeah. I think so. I think so. Okay, Tale of Two, two Cities. I, I may have screwed us here, Jeff. Um, I wrote down Great Expectations. I'm pretty sure it's a tale of two cities. I think though. it is a tale of two cities. I don't know why immediately I thought of great expectations, but uh, I expected the wrong answer. I was say now we have lowered expectations. Yeah. So uh, anyway, we locked in with great expectations. All right. So Wonder Women getting points. It is one of my favorite books of all time. It is a tale of two cities. Mm-hmm. Man, I was not paying mm-hmm. attention. I'm sorry, Jeff. All right. Then after that round, it got a little bit closer. Uh, the Butternut Boys, 172. Wonder Women, 169. Yeah, I apologize again for the weird math. I thought I was going to be Quite keeping right. score. I didn't mean to. Uh, oh, no, it's fine. <laughs> screw with you. No, we're, so we're all I, should, just I should be paying attention, but I'm not. So that's we're, my fault. <laughs> we're just terrible with math. It's not your fault. 
Yeah, so the categories in the final round are Oscars history, computers, video games, the wonderful world of awards, and anatomy. Okay, all the wagers are in, so let's get the questions. Question one in the category of Oscars history. At the 2020 Oscars, Parasite made history by doing what? Question two in the category of computers. Although it is sometimes used in games to mean a computer player, what does the acronym CPU stand for? Question three in the category of video games. What point-and-click adventure series developed by LucasArts features mighty pirate Guybrush Threepwood? I wonder what Curious George would take if he was deserted here. Question four, in the category of Wonderful World of Awards. Walt Disney holds the record for most Oscar wins by an individual. Within two, how many did he win? I wonder what Grover Cleveland would have thought of him if he had lived long enough to see his works. Question five, in the category of Anatomy. What organ in the body produces insulin? You can spend less time staying in the know about all things gaming and get more time to actually play the games you love with the IGN Daily Update podcast. All you need is a few minutes to hear the latest from IGN on the world of video games, movies, and television with news, previews, and reviews. You'll hear everything from Comic-Con coverage to the huge Diablo 4 launch. So listen and subscribe to the IGN Daily Update wherever you get your podcasts. That's the IGN Daily Update wherever you get your podcasts. Calling all kids in the car. Brittany and Meredith here from the Chart Topping Family Road Trip Trivia Podcast. Are you dreading another silent car ride with the fam? We've got the cure. Three rounds of fresh trivia Every single week, movies, music, even science and Disney, we've got something for every trivia buff in the car. No more crickets chirping on those long journeys. The Family Road Trip Trivia Podcast is your secret weapon for connecting and laughing with kids of all ages, teens, toddlers, adults, it doesn't matter. Spark their curiosity and challenge their brains with every episode. New episodes drop weekly wherever you get your podcasts. Search for the Family Road Trip Trivia Podcast and turn those car rides into epic adventures. Okay, the answers are now in and we are excited to find out how we did. So let's get the questions one more time. All right, sounds good. Question one in the category of Oscars history. At the 2020 Oscars, Parasite made history by doing what? Uh, yeah, we wagered 30 points all the way down. Uh, wasn't sure what first he was going for. Initially, we wrote down uh, first film to win foreign language Oscar and best picture Oscar, but uh, we just simplified it and said it was the first non-English film to win best picture. Yes, that is what we said as well for 15 points. Mm -hmm. Yeah, both teams getting it right. I was just looking for first foreign language film to win best picture. Question two in the category of computers. Although it is sometimes used in games to mean a computer player, what does the acronym CPU stand for? We wagered zero on this one, and we basically had no idea, so we said computer power unit. Yeah, um, we wagered 30 on this one, and I believe it's the central processing unit. Oh, that makes sense. <laughs> Butternut Buddy's getting points. It is the central processing unit. 
Question three in video games. What point-and-click adventure series developed by LucasArts features mighty pirate Guybrush Threepwood? I wonder what Curious George would take if he was deserted here. We had a couple ideas of possible additions to the name, but in the end, we kind of just went with Monkey Island. And for 30, we agree. We said Monkey Island. Yeah, I was just looking for the name of the whole series. It is Monkey Island. Question four in the wonderful world of awards. Walt Disney holds the record for most Oscar wins by an individual. Within two, how many did he win? Yeah, so uh, Jeff said that Grover Cleveland was 22 or 24th president? Yeah, he, he holds Both. the record as being the 22nd and 24th presidencies. Oh, okay. So. Um, and I, for some reason, I was thinking Disney, It was they have the D23 Expo, which I thought would be the number of Oscars he won, but that wouldn't correspond with Cleveland, so we went with 24. And uh, since 23 is right between his two presidential numbers, 22 and 24, we went with 23 to get the uh, get the range. Yeah, both teams picking up on the hint. It is 22. And that was for 10 points. Question five in the category of anatomy. What organ in the body produces insulin? And uh, for our last 10 points, we've been pushing really hard for at the theme park for Pirates of the Pancreas, but uh, they just don't <laughs> like it, so... Yeah, we wagered 30 points on this one. And while Pirates of the Pancreas sounds like an amazing ride, um, definitely got to have some insulin while you're there, I guess. So we uh, we said Pancreas. Both teams getting points. It is Pancreas. And uh, they have beaten us, so I'm going to punch Jeff in the Pancreas. <laughs> <laughs> Better than getting punched in the duodenum. <laughs> Matt, what are our final scores? Yeah, so after that final round, uh, betting big really helped out the Butternut Buddies there. Wonder Woman ending up with 234, but a perfect final round brings the Butternut Buddies up to 322, making them today's cream of the crop. Cream of the crop. Good job, boys. Yeah, great uh, great game to both of you. Uh, Hannah, I hope you know we were, uh, I was playfully referencing the nice poster behind you, Think Big, Shine Bright. I was, yeah, I knew right away what you were saying. Good, because I, I think it's good good words to live by. Um, but speaking of words, do you have any uh, final words for us today? Anyone you'd like to shine out? Shout out? <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I just wanted to thank you guys for having me on. Um, and thank you to Ken for carrying me as much as possible no, no, throughout no, 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 this, no, especially the two main rounds. Please, please. <laughs> yeah, thank you guys again. And as a reminder to everyone else, just keep staying hydrated and use your SPF. Those are my mm-hmm. final words. <laughs> Great advice. Very good advice. Evan, thank you again for hosting. We always appreciate you coming on the show. Yeah, of course. I had a really good time. Yeah, and hopefully when this pandemic is over, you can come visit us one more time in Chicago. <laughs> yeah, I would love that. All right. Well, that's the show for today. Uh, glad the uh, Butternut Boys could pull out a victory, even though I was on the other team. But uh, for Evan, <laughs> Hannah, Matt from L.A., Jeff, Neil, and myself, that was Triviality. You're muted, Evan. Yeah, he's just, uh, his wife's doing something. Oh, okay. Girlfriend, wife, sorry. Wife, yeah. My wife. My wife, yeah. My wife. There we go. She was uh, giving our dogs a chance to uh, go outside. Yeah. Tell her we said hi, by the way. We'll do. I'll tell her later. I don't want to scream. Uh, <laughs> um... Bye! <laughs> <laughs> there we go.